What's up, Ego Hackers? Welcome to the CS Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, CS Joseph. This is Season 17, Part 2, Episode 4. Season 17, to remind everyone, is where we discuss the quadras, as well as uh, ultimately the source of all cognition and how it's separated out into quadras. I suspect I'll be doing the same from a temple perspective in the near future as we get through the uh, octogram season, which I believe is season 33 or 34 or 35. I'll have to like verify that, but yeah, welcome back to the old, ye old season content. Now we used to have here on the channel, Acolyte uh, videos have been moved behind the paywall and only a certain select few of those Acolyte videos will be released on YouTube and the podcast. Otherwise, back to our regularly scheduled programming after a year, year and a half of Acolyte videos being publicly available. So yeah, if you want to get in on that, csjoseph.life forward slash members, become a journeyman member, then upgrade to Acolyte and... Uh, And then eventually, I imagine we'll have a uh, another essentials uh, sale in the near future. Not near future, but in the future. There'll at least be one more this year. Probably Black Friday. So, in which case, that would be like the ideal time because it's the get all the things for amazing price uh, day. So, yeah. So, we're talking a lot about Quadra abuse. Crusader abuse, which is neglect. Templar abuse, which is abandonment, and uh, wayfarer abuse, which is take what you can and give nothing back because I deserve it. Right? Which kind of more like a covert contract. I did this nice thing for you, so I get to take from you. Everything I give has strings attached. The wayfarer abuse model. Right? But what about the philosophers? It's been a while since we've discussed philosophers, also known as Delta Quadra. Ye old Delta Quadra, yeah. The N E S I F I T E users, ESTJ, ISTJ, ENFP, INFP. You know, my favorite of the 16 types. Actually, I had an ISTJ in my face the other day, and out of jealousy, absolutely uh, verbally destroyed me, even threatened my life. And for what? Well, basically, because he wanted what I had, basically. He was just projecting. Good old, uh, good old jealousy, deadly sin. But beyond that, my favorite of the Delta Quadra, obviously the INFP with their mind temple influence because they're so controlling and think they're so important and so much more powerful than everybody else and uh which ends up becoming a big issue or the enfps trying to duke it out with other people to figure out what's good and what's bad 
kind of like the ESFP duelist when it comes to ideas. The ENFP does it with values, right? Sometimes they can be a little shady, where it's like, oh, I know I can get away with taking from you, so I'm going to, right? Or the ESTJ, another mind temple member of the philosophers, where they always feel like they're living life backwards. It's because they are. And it's like, hey, I was a winner in my youth, but now I'm dying a loser. You know, that whole motif that they always get depressed about. And I'm just like, yeah, maybe. Maybe you could be a winner if you actually increase the wisdom of the world. How about that? How about you actually go that far? Well, East TJ, with its cognitive origin of authority, wants to consume that authority and be important with that authority and not let go of that authority instead of being a conductor of authority. It's funny how the INFP does it so much better than the ESTJ does. So, be that as it may, what is the philosopher abuse? What is philosopher abuse? Haven't you ever noticed how when they have SI and FI in their top function stack, they're also always putting their comfort above everyone else, always putting their own values and their mood above everyone else all the time. And the only thing important to them is them. The only thing really important to them is themselves, their comfort, their mood, their values, their selfishness. And something I've noticed about philosopher types is that out of all of the 16 types, with the uh, INFP especially being the absolute worst offender, is that uh, they have this extremely high sense of self-importance. Self-importance. And self-importance is basically the fuel, the fuel of Delta Quadra, the fuel of the philosopher abuse in life, having this insanely high amount of self-importance. You know, I got an ENFP in my life who I'm very close to. He's a great man. Went to his wedding recently, actually. And, you know, for the longest time, he's unconscious developed, unconscious focused really, really deep into that ESTP superego. But then being UDSF, being all about his INFJ shadow at that point, he's like the best ENFP I've ever met. He doesn't allow his sense of self-importance to really get in the way unless he absolutely knows for a fact ahead of time that he is justified. It's so funny to watch him verify his own uh, sense of justification. You know, am I justified to be self-important right now? Yes or no? He'll ask himself that question. Whereas the other octogram variants of the ENFP are not so willing to ask that question. Sure, UDF1s ask that question, but then they're like, well, I'm in survival mode, so I'm justified to do anything, right? From that point of view. Well, the INFP approach. I'm a very powerful man, and it, everything is due to me because I'm power, and I exert control over the earth, over my co-workers, over the business that I'm in, over my assembly line, over wherever I'm at, and I bring order, and order is my gift to these people. Therefore, I deserve the rewards 
that come from being the one who brings order, right? Guess what? ESTJs have the same point of view, right? Or the ISTJ, where it's like, hey, I can come up with any excuse as to why I deserve this. I deserve to take. And it's because when you combine introverted sensing with introverted feeling, when you combine it, when you're, uh, when you're all about that, right? When you make that combination, this level of self-importance, my own comfort, my own mood, my own values combined together and creates this perfect storm of a walking VIP, right? These types oftentimes treat themselves or, that's the introverted way, or the extroverted way, expect other people to treat them like a VIP. Or, if they don't have people in their life treating them like a VIP, they will cut those people out that don't and replace them with people who do. For that, uh, you know, we can't allow people to get in the way of shattering our ego investments, can we? So therefore, their need is this conscious, conscious need, right? Or is it a need? This conscious proclivity or propensity to be the VIP at all times, where they must be the VIP, ends up causing, ends up being the number one source of why they're abusive. I find that fascinating. You know... Going to an event where the vast majority of the people at the event are ego hackers. The event, knowing full well that the event could not have really actually taken place without me being present and all that, right? Yet when I show up, the event is not about me. It's about my friends. It's about the people that I love. It's about the people I care about. It's about the people that I'd be willing to take a bullet for, right? What do I do? I don't sit there like I'm the freaking king. I don't do that. You know what I do? I humble myself. I humble myself and become a servant, right? Which is the opposite of what Delta Quadra does in such situations. I lower myself to a servant. I spent an entire day driving around, gathering up resources, showing up. Didn't really spend much time introducing myself to anyone, even though many people present were ego hackers that I know and love, but yet have not met face to face. What do I do? I go in the kitchen, I set up shop, and boom, I become the bartender for the event. And I am bartending for everyone present. Making liquid marijuanas, Blackbeard's Revenge, pouring beer, getting out seltzer for those that actually want it. It doesn't matter. Because at that moment, I am a servant. I'm not the king. I'm a servant. And so I serve. Right? This is the opposite of what Delta Quadra does. Let's give a biblical example to back that up. The Last Supper, right? Jesus and his disciples, the twelve, sitting down. On his right hand, he has... The disciple known as John, right? On his left, he has Judas. And he's sitting in what would seem to be the place of honor at the table. And the table is U-shaped. 
It is U-shaped, it's like a horseshoe. And he's sitting on one end of the horseshoe. So the first seat would belong to John, second seat would belong to Jesus, and the third seat would belong to Judas, right? But who sits at the opposite end of the horseshoe? Well, the other opposite end, the first seat, actually belongs to the servant. It's their job to serve the rest of the people sitting down at that table from the perspective of, you know, the Last Supper. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to serve the table. Oh yeah, I'm going to serve the drinks. I'm going to serve the food. They're the servant, right? They're the waiter to the table. You know what I'm saying? And that's what happens. They're the waiter, right? So they wait the table, right? It is supposed to be the lowliest spot. But even Jesus pointed out in the Gospels, he pointed out that actually the person who has the highest honor here at this table is actually Peter, because Peter is the one who sits at the servant seat, right? Something Delta Quadra, when they're being abusive, just do not understand. They don't understand it. They don't want to understand it. They don't have anything to do with it. You see what I'm saying? So, what's the lesson? Where's the abuse? What is the abuse? It is this. Delta Quadra, philosophers, eventually get this problem where their ego gets so inflated, their self-importance gets so inflated, feeling like a VIP gets so inflated that they feel entitled to take from fellow human beings on the basis of self-importance alone. This is why INFPs, out of all the 16 types, are the most likely to be pedophiles with ESTJs following suit. Cognitive origin of authority, which is attached to a sense of power, right? And that is ultimately what pedophilia is all about. It's all about feeling empowered and being someone who is powerful, right? Most likely to be pedophiles, most likely to take advantage of other people sexually from that perspective, such that it becomes a big problem, right? Or from the ICJ perspective, I'm really important. You know, these people wouldn't even be okay if it wasn't, out, wasn't me watching out for them or always answering the call or always being the man for the job for them. That makes me the most important person in the group, which means I'm entitled from taking from my, quote, family, speaking the words of Vin Diesel and ISTJ, playing Dominic Toretto and ISTJ in Fast and Furious, for example, speaking that language, right? Because it's like, hey, I'm the most important person here. I'm entitled to take and take from my family, right? That's how ISTJs do it, right? And then the NFP. It's more like, it's, it's, it's very similar, but the thing is, is that, well, anyone can think that I'm family and I just have to make them think that I'm important and then they won't even feel bad when I take from them, right? Not good. Not good at all. But that's literally how it works. That's literally what they're doing. And you know what? 
There's not much that can be done about it when they're being abusive, other than to do what the Templars do to the philosophers. Door slam them. Quote, do not talk to me again. Do not have anything to do with me again. Ever. That's a door slam. Or the crusader way. Do not speak to me again until you get your shit together. Right? Right? How the extroverted feelers handle it. Or the wayfarer way. Oh, you're abusing me by taking? Well, guess what? What you don't realize is that I'm actually taking without even realizing. I'm actually taking more than you realized. You see? And it's just so funny how each of the four quadras end up abusing each other and feeling so justified or so deserving of that abuse consistently over and over and over. It's really frustrating. It's really ridiculous if you think about it. So watch out. Watch out for that philosopher abuse. They can get so VIP feeling that they literally end up feeling entitled to other people's bodies, other people's property. And it's literally, hey, I'm an important person. So I, and because I'm important, I deserve more. I deserve more just because I'm important. And if you notice, these types will attach themselves to anything that makes them feel important. Ancestry, for example. How many times have I heard ESTJs talk about their ancestry and how through their genealogy, they came from some big royal family and they use that to fuel their personal sense of VIP entitlement, right? Or how many times I've seen INFPs use their wealth of knowledge and their ability to generate wisdom as their excuse, as their justification to take from other people, as their justification in feeling important, feeling like they're better than everyone else, such that they're entitled to take from anyone else. Ridiculous, right? It just keeps happening, you know? And it's like, oh, hi, I'm the ENFP. I do you cheap favors to make myself feel important. And then I'm going to make you do me a big favor, a bigger favor than anything that you've ever done for me. Even though not one favor of mine matches up to your favor, that one big favor that I'm going to force you with my SE demon to give me because I'm important, right? Because all of my, quote, cheap favors, which are super easy and fair weather to give you in the moment, will pile up over time, right? Yeah. Ridiculous. Gross. Gross. So abusive, these people. Of course, we're all abusive in our own way. We all are abusive. Crusader neglect. Templar abandonment. Wayfair stealing. It's literally stealing. Wayfair stealing. And <laughs> philosopher entitlement. These are how people abuse each other. These are how the quadras abuse humanity. And I won't stand for it. You have to hold all the quadras accountable. You have to realize how everyone 
is capable and more than capable of abuse. Look for it in your families, in your churches, in your mosques, right? In your communities, in your city, in your municipality, in the county, wherever Mind Temple resides, right? But anywhere, the abuse is there. And if anyone feels abused, they're going to abuse back. If a crusader feels neglected, they're going to neglect. If a philosopher sees that someone else is being entitled, they're going to out-entitle the entitler. If a wayfarer feels like they're being stolen from, they're going to steal back and steal worse. What if all of that is just a projection? What if all of those things is just bullshit? If a Templar feels abandoned, what do they do? They abandon, right? That's the problem. This is how we as humanity abuse our fellow humans. Everybody is guilty. Everybody is an abuser. A lot of people just don't know how or why. Well, now you know. Now you know how humanity abuses each other. Watch out, folks. Watch out. People can't help it. If you have a crusader in your life, don't take them for granted. Don't. <laughs> don't neglect them. If you have a Templar in your life, never abandon them. If you have a wayfarer in your life, never steal from them. And if you have a philosopher in your life, never act entitled around them. This is how you avoid the abuse of the four quadras. That's how you avoid it. But is the abuse something you can solve? No. It is only something that you can <laughs> avoid. Why? Well, because humanity is innately solipsistic. Humanity is a feminine race. Humanity puts self above tribe. We're not like the angels, which put tribe above self, for they are made of fire and wind, while we are made of earth and water. And earth and water expires, but fire and wind last forever. That's the problem. That's the problem. We are mortal, and because we are mortal, we are solipsistic. We have no choice but to put self above tribe, because if we don't, we do not survive. Whereas those who put tribe above self, the angelic race, for example, they don't have to concern themselves with survival because they are eternal beings. They're made of a different substance. So, that's the truth. That's the reality of our world. That's the reality of humanity. Thanks for watching and listening. Like and subscribe, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.